0: Hey Potential Podcast listeners, thanks for tuning in once again to the Potential Podcast. Before we begin today's episode,
1: we'd like to take a moment and talk to you about something that means a lot to us. This podcast was created to be a source of fun and entertainment, and although we love to nerd out with you, one thing we do take serious is mental health. If you think you might be feeling depressed,
0: stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, then our sponsor, BetterHelp,
1: is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, safe, online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise with BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. All you do is simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific
0: needs and then you get matched with a therapist in just under 48 hours. After that, you can schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages, and everything you share is completely confidential. And at any time, you can request a new therapist at no additional charge. Join the
1: over 3 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Our listeners will get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com potential. That's betterhelp.com slash potential. Once again, that's 10% off your first
0: month at betterhelp.com slash potential. Take charge of your mental health with BetterHelp. And remember, know your potential.
1: Potential.
0: Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential
1: Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm joined by my co-host and chief inspector, Taylor Sokol. Today, we're reviewing the mystery comedy film, See How They Run. This was written by Mark Chappell and directed by Tom George. For those who are fans of the whodunit It, the kind of classic style of a murder mystery. This takes the concept of that in a new direction that I really did appreciate, especially as someone uh, who was an actor from a theater background. This is a fun little movie that kind of snuck up. I feel like people either they really knew it was happening or had no clue it was happening. Uh, Case in point, I went to a Thursday afternoon showing. I was the only person in the theater. Uh, So (laughs) I think this is definitely a target for the right audience if you're into it, uh, but I, I did enjoy this little movie. So, Taylor, what is a brief synopsis of See How They Run?
0: So, The Mousetrap, one of Agatha Christie's most famous long-running plays uh, in uh, London, is uh, performing and it's celebrating its 100th performance. And uh, this uh, American director wants to convince the producer to allow him to direct the film adaptation. There's a lot of controversy around that, and once he winds up murdered. So we have Sam Rockwell's character as a chief inspector who comes on the case uh, with the inexperienced Constable Stalker. Uh, And so they, uh, actually it's not chief inspector, it's just inspector. Uh, But Stalker and Stoppard are then uh, called in to investigate this murder. And as they unravel more and more, it becomes a, Uh, a murder within a murder as we get embroiled in not only the plot of the famous play, but also this uh, plot of this film as it continues to thicken. So I really, I really agree with you, Chris. I do like the fact that it was, it kind of, it's a, it's a little bit of a parody, but not like in your face kind of satire where this kind of made me really think about like Knives Out and these films that are doing that, like kind of, um, you know, with films like Clue had done and like years later, and they're starting to become like very smart without being too silly where it is kind of edgy. It is kind of, so I really kind of liked that. Um, And I don't really, did you ever see or know about the mousetrap at Christie's play?
1: I've never seen it, but I know that it's still running to this day. Yeah. Um, So that's the thing too about this film, which is a little bit of history is that Mm -hmm. that this play uh, is still going to this day.
0: And there's a little fun fact about that. They, you know, this actually kind of did happen, not the murder, but there was a, a producer, a director who wanted to direct the film. And they said, well, you will be able, there was a contract that unt- when this ends, it's run, then you can. So because it's still been going on, you know, they haven't, you know, it was like, well, it's been <laughs> passed on and never happened.
1: Yeah. It's like the contract that keeps uh, being put in the will. One day this will be made. Uh, But really what sells this movie is the style. Uh, I think uh, obviously this is a heavily British cast and there is like the style of the film that is, it's pretty fast paced and it's very colorful. You know, they're in these theater sets. Uh, A lot of this is set in uh, London and you can tell like just some of the color palettes were really great, but it's also the like, it's, as you said, it's not over the top with, it's the dialogue choices. I feel like this is kind of a highbrow, movie that has silly moments in it and almost silly moments that are very theatrical, like uh Sam Rockwell, who this is almost like a very different role for him. You know, after the last several movies I've seen him in, he's almost a slurish kind of very like low energy British inspector. And you have to kind of really follow up with him. Whereas Shersa Rowan, who plays this new wanting to be a cop, she is this ball of energy, excited, but she's so like naive. She's taking notes on everything, and a lot of, a lot of the things she kind of picks up at face value. So sometimes she doesn't get irony, or she doesn't get, uh, you know, different things like that. So their their combo was very very funny. It was never like a sexual tension too. I thought maybe they're gonna go there at one point. Yeah, which but they didn't. didn't. They didn't at all. Um, but a lot of, too about how like she's like the only female wanting to be like an inspector. Um and the other one, the guy that made me laugh almost every single time because the way it was written and the way he performed, Tim Key as Commissioner Harold Scott. He would just think like of this over-the-top way of talking and he's got like huge bulging eyes. With yeah, his with his
0: glasses. Oh my gosh. It was, it was this it kind of like up. made me it made me feel a little bit like another it's a little bit over the top, but this this wasn't it kind of borrowed a little bit of elements in this that British humor with um, you know Hot Fuzz where I kind of like I yes. liked a little which uh-huh. I, liked, I liked that and I, I like more of those kind of over the top kind of things like that.
1: Yeah and you got Adrian Brody in here as the director uh, who is the one who gets murdered in the beginning of the movie and uh, there was a fun role for him too because uh, he is like the typical like over the top American uh, but I mean we got some greats in here. Ruth Wilson who we love and we're waiting patiently for his dark materials season three hello HBO where is it here was <laughs> uh, Dickinson who we just saw in the Kings Man David Aleo was hilarious as the writer um, very like uh, specific about his style and I loved his acting choices and then even like special little like shout outs like it was funny that later in the film I won't give away the character she plays uh, but moaning Myrtle herself Shirley Henderson uh, popping up. In this film and it was you know the moment you see her for like a, a second uh it looks like she's doing dishes or something or cooking and then when she started talking i was like holy crap it's money myrtle but like i know so much her older voice, now her like voice has
0: not changed at no, all
1: she still has that 12 year old voice is that was just crazy Paulson? yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah it's a clever little film and i think i think i would have enjoyed it more had i been in an audience it's yeah. so just like, you know, it was kind of a weird situation. when I was like, I want to go see this film. We're going to review it. And it was just me.
0: Well, I agree. I was, I was in an audience, but it was a lot smaller than yours. and It was a much older crowd. So, you know, and then they were like, huh, you know, there was not, there's not like a lot of, you know, real chuckles in there. And I, I was enjoying myself.
1: This would have been a movie I could see like back in high school, sometimes after like rehearsals or shows, we would go to like a friend's house with like a bunch of cast and crew and Monty Python would be on or Hocus Pocus or like, you know, they would probably not, this would be something I could see like in high school or college watching with like fellow actors and enjoying. So I wish I could enjoy a little bit more because I was a little, um, it was a little slow at certain points, but overall, I did enjoy the performances and the style and it's also a nice tight film. It's 90 minutes long, so it doesn't overstay. It's welcome. So for all those, I'm going to give, see how they run eight out of 10.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 as well um, for those reasons and uh, what we discussed earlier, but you can check it out yourself. Go see, see how they run in theaters, a run or walk to see it, (laughs) and that was
1: this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us.